got to dispel this myth that bullying is just a normal rite of passage. We have an obligation to ensure that our schools are safe for all of our kids. Body positivity is the idea that all bodies are good bodies. Things can still hurt online if you talk to someone um, in a negative way. Um, you may not know exactly how you're hurting that person if you talk about them. Words can hurt. Let's, let's, uh, let's all stop doing that. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. In this dark time of political correctness and safe zones, one man stands in the shadows with a microphone and a slew of unpopular opinions. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Backed by an unknown podcast, he tackles the topics that question the current social norm. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud-laying motherfucker, motherfucker. This is the Toe on the Trigger podcast. With your host, Daniel Ripples. It's you have a differing opinion than the current rising majority, so therefore you're a piece of shit and go fuck yourself and go die. Your toe's on the trigger, and he's here to help you keep from pulling it. This is episode 081 of the Toe on the Trigger podcast. I am your host, Daniel Ripples, and with me, uh, from far, far away, in the land of sin... We have uh, Lauren from the Bold and Belligerent Podcast. How are you doing today, Lauren? What's up, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm all right, man. I just, uh, you know, it's fucking a Tuesday night, <laughs> so it's not Friday yet. Right? Far away. You're in, uh, are, are you not in California? Yeah, I'm in uh, Southern California, the beautiful land of so- SoCal. Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah, I'm actually going to be, uh, I was telling you, I'm, I'm going to be flying out of Vegas to go to Michigan here in about a week or so, and maybe uh, I'll be in your, well, I will be in your neck of the woods, maybe we'll be able to uh, to get together and have lunch or something. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that last time we hung out, we were we showed up at, what, like 9 or 10, and we're just hanging out till like, almost 2 in the morning, wasn't it? Sparks were flying. It was a magical night. It was, yeah. It was like, uh, it was like intellectual ball touching. Right now, if I could have gotten a few beers in you, some something could have happened. <laughs> See, that's I, that's why I don't drink. I don't know what'll happen if I if I would have drank. <laughs> who knows? You might have got you might have taken me home, tied me up, put me in your dungeon. I don't even know. Right, I was hoping for that. And then you you said you didn't drink, and I was ready to just walk yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> fuck this. I'm leaving, dude. <laughs> Slip anything into your water? That's not gonna work. Yeah, you can't Bill Cosby. A, it's hard to Bill Cosby a root beer. <laughs> <laughs> well. Maybe not. Root beer's root beer's a little easier. That's right. You did get a root beer, didn't you? I got like six root beers. <laughs> I want to slow down, buddy. Yeah, I mean, you had like two beers that night, and I, I like, I, dr- I drank you under the table, non-alcoholically. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. I also outsmoked you too, but you don't smoke cigarettes, so didn't I smoke like almost a whole pack of cigarettes just in the course of like three hours? Oh yeah. No, my my lungs were actually hurting the next day <laughs> being around you. Which is weird because you live in Vegas and people just smoke everywhere. Yeah, that's true. But nowadays, nowadays the bars they kind of separate the smoking sections. It's not like it used to be. Yeah. You don't really see people smoking cigarettes anymore. I realized. Like it's it's very it seems rare. Like when I was growing up, everybody like including everyone in my family, I'm like was hotboxing the car with cigarettes. I grew up just that's why it, do, it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. Me but neither. I do kind of, uh, lay over the next day. I have almost like a hangover from cigarettes <laughs> being around them too much. Yeah, you feel like kind of weak. Yeah, exactly. It was the same like, way with me. My parents smoked, and like we had a we had a big house, 
a big four bedroom house and they just smoked so much that there was no escaping the the smell and just like that dank feeling you know it's just like the air is heavier yeah the the walls are yellow and shit yeah yeah we actually we cleaned the walls one time and we made the mistake of using a white rag and the whole thing was just fucking disgusting when we got done with it nice <clears throat> so but yeah i uh Vegas is not good for me, man. I, I don't know if you've listened to a lot of the episodes of the show, but pretty much every time I go to Vegas, I have some kind of story about debauchery of some kind. You're that guy that that comes here and you, you can only be here for a day or two, huh? Yeah. It, like if I, if I stayed there, I'd get a felony of some kind. It is amazing that like everybody I know lives here, like all the people that I know lives here and they keep it together for the most part. <laughs> Like very few people take advantage fully of what Vegas has to offer. It's like people come from out of town and then they go nuts, but we pretty much stay away from it for the most part. It's like a level. It's like if um, you know, because when you live anywhere that's not Vegas, like the level of of sin is like at a certain point, and then you can reach that ceiling, and it's not that crazy, you know. And then when you go to Vegas, it's totally like different. But then when you live there, it's like that's the standard. So it's like there's there's nothing outrageous that you can do in Vegas when you live there that's like out of the realm of possibility. It's it for me. I don't even it. It's weird because I grew up here. And that's all I know. But when I like when people come here or when I tell them someone who hasn't been here, when I tell them like there's there's uh, poker machines in like every store you go into, every grocery store, every corner store, people are like, what? Like I I, I was on a Gun Go podcast growing up, not growing old a long time ago, and he's from New York and he's never been to Vegas. And when I he was just in complete disbelief that. And for me, it's like going into a gas station and not seeing a row of poker machines would be strange. Yeah. That's the way I felt the first time I went to Vegas. I walked in a Seven Eleven, and there's some like old lady with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, you know, holding a beer or some shit, playing a slot machine. I was like, "This is this is different. This is I don't know how to how to process this." There's one of those in every one too that never leaves. They just like shit themselves at the fucking seat. It, I I don't know, like, because I can understand a casino or you know how they have like some of those smaller casinos and stuff that are just maybe have a few machines or whatever, but. And people go in there and spending hours of time because that's what it's made for. But like a Seven Eleven, you're supposed to just run in, buy your shit, and leave. It's problematic though, dude. Like I can't have cash on me. I, I use debit for everything because what's a couple bucks? You're gonna throw it in. You know what I mean? Like you go in there if you have a few bucks change and you're walking past them. Just for me, like I do it all the time. I don't know how much a year I end up throwing in on that, and you don't win very often. Yeah. So. Is there, I, is there like a system to know which like is there like knowledge local knowledge of like hey if you want to have a better chance go to this place or is it just kind of all Russian roulette? No, there are, you're right. There are casinos that have better odds. They they pay out more. Usually it's the shittier ones. Like if you go to like an old shitty dilapidated fucking casino downtown, you have better odds because they're just trying to bring anybody in that they can. Yeah. Whereas if you go to the really high class places, they don't give a fuck. You're already there. Yeah. You know. Odds are you spend a ton on a room and you probably are, have way too much money. You're in from out of town and you're like, they're just going to stack the odds against you. Take yeah. your money. Going anywhere on the strip is is going to be like that. Yep. Yeah. I have a, a kind of an interesting story from today, though, just to show you how different it is in Vegas from a normal place. I was working and this isn't even this isn't even really like on the strip. This is like five minutes from my parents' house. I work in a different area like every day. I work for a utility company out here, so I'm just driving around town and I was looking for a coffee shop. And um, I looked up on Yelp. I was like, I need to find a local coffee place just to go grab a, a cup of joe. And so I, I typed in coffee. And the, first, the closest one to me was a, a coffee place in Vegas called um, Cowgirl Coffee. So I'm like, that's interesting. And I'm looking at it. And like, there's girls that are wearing like in the, po- in the 
picks. It's almost like Hooter Girls or something. And it's, it's like, just little it's like the tilt and kilts of coffee. Yeah, I guess. But it's just a little shack in the middle of a parking lot with a drive-thru. So I'm like, all right, I'll go get a coffee. And I pull in, and the window's open, and I'm sitting there, and no one. And then all of a sudden, this chick comes around the corner to the window of the drive-thru, and she's basically topless with just uh, pasties on. And this is like 7 in the morning on a Tuesday and I'm just trying to get some coffee and there's titties in my face like flopping around and I'm just like dumbfounded. I'm like, I forgot what I was going to order. I'm like, what the fuck? Right. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think they have that everywhere else, you know? Oh, definitely not. And that was, in, for that being weird for you living there, like I guess that is kind of a weird thing. Yeah, that it just caught me off guard of how extreme it was because in the pictures it looked like you know, they're wearing something from, you know, like a, maybe a waitress at a, at a bar would wear, you know, like a tight top, like a leather top or something like that. No, straight up fucking pasties like at a strip club. <laughs> and like a thong. <laughs> like, you think I, they I give lap up, dances with the coffee? Uh, it's my buddy. Uh, so I told my buddies on IM at work. We have like a group IM and I told them about it. And sure enough, like everybody at my company is rolling through the drive through like 10 minutes later, tipping her and shit. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, hey, yeah. look at that! You gave them a you gave them some business. You're helping out capitalism. It's good times. I um man, I went to when I was in Vegas one time. I was I was driving around and uh, I was like, I want to go to a strip club, but I don't want to go to like the big famous ones that everyone knows about here. Like, I want to go to some like, and this was at two in the afternoon. So I was like, I just want to go to some shitty like just fucked <laughs> up, just sleazy dive. So oh, I, I could have do where to go, man. If if I would have known you then, I would have asked you. But I went to this place. It was called uh, oh, Play It Again Sam's. I don't know if you've heard of that place. Yep, that's pretty bad. Yeah, so that's where I went at 2 in the afternoon. So I go in, and nobody's in there. There's no there's no patrons in there. There's just yep. like one, there's one guy who's like, you know, looking all hard, like, don't touch my bitches, you know. And right. then there's a chick behind the counter. And then there's a chick just kind of walking around, and so I sit down and I'm like playing the video poker. I get a drink, and I'm I don't know what I'm doing there because there's no one <laughs> dancing, there's nothing going on. And finally, like this girl comes. One of those she, things where you it's probably one of those things where you walked in, and you're like immediately wanted out, but you felt like, well, if I walk out now, that's gonna be awkward. I yeah. should sit for a minute. And that's the thing. It's like awkward for who? It's like once you leave, like they may be in there, like that guy was fucking weird, but you you're gone. You already leave left already, you know? Yeah. But you don't want to leave that bad taste. You know, like you want to leave a great first impression, right? On a strip on club, some, cre- on some creeps at a shitty strip club in the middle of the day. Yeah. So I, I, I sit next to this black chick, who's a stripper, and uh, she has her shirt off and she's just sitting there and she has like this botched boob job. It looks like she got it done in TJ like ten years ago. Yeah. Because her nipple is probably like, I don't know, I'd say maybe four inches too low, and there's this gnarly. <laughs> fucking just scar in her under boob and like it's short it's smaller than the other it's just bad like she either got in a really bad knife fight or it was just a really bad boob job so she it was, had a black doctor in fucking mexico yeah so it was like you know it was the the two o'clock girls it was the the day shift yeah no there's a place here called larry's hideaway that's that's probably the worst one in fact i'm not even sure if it's still open but it was legendary it was like you know you'd go in there just to see some freaky shit pretty much you weren't going in there to to get horny or anything like that, unless you were some kind of a weirdo. I I kind of want to see that place. Jobs and bacon strips and just ugh. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> it does. It does. Just don't touch anything, man. Like, yeah, you gotta go in in like a rubber suit or gloves or something. Hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, 
there's a place here in San Diego. There's a we have like a strip club, kind of like a district, because this is a big military town. So the military loves strip clubs. So everywhere by every base, there's like three strip clubs. But there's mm-hmm. this one down uh, in in like San Diego proper, I guess. It's called Leg Girls, and apparently it's like the oldest strip club in town, and it looks like it. It's just it looks like a fucking saloon from the 1800s. It's got this big sign with like the the letters are light bulbs and like 90% of them are out, you know, it's like one of those. And I, I, I just, I haven't been able to get up the balls to just walk in that place. Cause I don't know what I'm going to find in there. You should just do it, man. It'll be great podcasting the next time. Uh, hopefully. I mean, anytime I do something that's a form of like some kind of debauchery, I always end up, uh, I always end up making a good story out of it. Do you feel like you do some shit just, just so you can talk about it on the podcast at times. Whenever I try to, it never is that good. It's just it has to be like an accidental thing, right? You know what I mean? Because if I'm like, okay, this is gonna be because sometimes I use that as an excuse to do dirtbaggy shit. You know, I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna do this, but it's all for the podcast, so it's okay. Like it's just all it's it's <laughs> it's just the character Daniel Reppels. It's not like actually me, and right. uh, usually people don't uh, agree with me on that. Yeah, you know, like spit on a homeless person just so you can talk about it on a podcast. <laughs> I swear I'm not normally like this. No, it's just me. I just I'm just a host of a podcast. Like, don't worry about me. I'm just it, it's all in good fun. It's a prank, right? <laughs> Have you seen those YouTube videos where people do that? They'll pull some fucked up prank on somebody, and then when they're about to get their ass kicked, like it's a prank, it's a prank. Look, look, there's the camera. As if the guy's gonna be like, oh, okay, it's a prank. I don't need to beat your ass now for slapping me in the back of the head. Right. No, it's. I feel like ninety percent of that shit's fake. It's amazing how gullible people are on like Facebook and YouTube and shit. Oh yeah. My parents will show me shit, and I'm like, that is fucking fake as hell. And they're like, they're getting upset at me for saying it's fake. And I'm like, it's obviously fake. Yeah. Well, you know? it's amazing what um what some, like, people who want some kind of respect are doing just to get some likes or some hits on Facebook. Like, uh, you're probably familiar with that fucking nut job, Alex Jones, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... I've never like that Slag guy. Operation. Yeah, the guy that just he just screams. I feel bad for his board op. Like his board op has the hardest job because right. he'll just be talking like this and then just start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> but, and pounding, pounding, pounding on the table and you're like, oh! yeah, and, the whole time you're like, Dude. I think it's all those pills that he pushes because he's always pushing like supplements. Right. Yeah, he's Him always just, trying to like push these things. Pushing pills on everybody like fucking. They're like the pharmaceutical companies and shit. Yeah. You gotta get that alpha brain, bro. <laughs> yeah, what is it? it's called like alpha male. I think one of them is called like alpha male and like like diligence and like weird names like that. Yeah, for when for when the globalists take control, <laughs> right? But he did this thing, so you know he's not very he's not a, a source. You know, like you would not use him as a, a news source. But he There's a lot of people that do though, unfortunately. They do, but he like so. Let's just pretend he is. A, a decent news source and he wants to be and he thinks he is and so he's trying to be a news provider so he did this thing recently where he had one of his you know his quote-unquote journalists uh play the part of this uh of this really hardcore like like transgender thing right her name was uh rainbow or unicorn snatch or rainbow snatch or some shit like that and she came on the show just playing this overblown portrayal of the far left and he was interviewing her as if it was real and everybody was reposting the video like oh my god can you believe what the world is coming to like these people are real and like yeah it's kind of true 
but that's what he was doing to like make it to boost his his um you know his viewership yep. on a nationally syndicated quote unquote news show. Yeah, it's completely shameless. Sometimes the shit they do. Like, to be fair though, there probably is someone just like fucking. Would you say Candle Rainbow Snow Snatch? Fucker. Yeah, there is. I mean, I've seen them. There's they're all over the fucking all over YouTube, and I I don't know how many people like them. I know a lot of people that. They're famous because of how ridiculous they are and how many people hate them, but they obviously have a fan base enough to have followers. I feel like it's it's kids for the most part. Like the internet is is run by so many like fourteen year olds that think they know everything, and they're the ones that are sitting there pumping out shit like these these retards like that. You know what I mean? Like people underestimate how many teenage kids are all over the internet with these aliases, and they're acting like they're adults, and they're 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 all stupid. Yeah. No, and, and I was having a conversation. Old people are still like on Facebook liking these fake shit. And then meanwhile, these people are like catch me outside or getting famous. Oh, off I of know. These teenage kids love it. They, they like being entertained. And also they think they know it all. Yeah. And a lot of it is entertaining. There's a lot of just mindless garbage that's just fun to watch because it just like pulls you out of whatever the bullshit you're going through. And it's fun to laugh at and just in, it's engaging. But the fact that like there's so much shit going on around you in the world that's just uh scary you know right. that we're ignoring it almost it's like at one point does it become a problem because yeah uh it's really entertaining and we want to watch people go catch me outside and like it gets millions of hits but then that gives that person power now they're making a bunch of money and that's how you end up with people like donald trump as your president you know like basically a celebrity he got there just by saying ridiculous shit and like if you get power you have if you get that popular you millions of people are listening to what you say you know so it's like you want you want to be entertained when you get on the internet. You want to watch cat videos and people acting insane, but then you give them all the power. You make, they're making millions of dollars in advertising off of you clicking on that and watching it. Yeah, and that Danielle girl, that Catch Me Outside girl, they're thinking about giving her her own TV show now. Well, of course. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with any content that she has to provide. They just know how viral she's gone, and they don't realize it's like all these network executives are all older people, so all they want is what appeases you know, the masses, but what they don't realize is the masses aren't appeased by things for long periods of time anymore. Like, no. we don't care. Like, we want, you know, we're the, you know, the Vine generation. We like things in small 15-second bits. We like trends that come and go within a month, you know, and then they're gone. Yeah, like I said about that, um, the teenage kids that are running the internet now, it's like YouTube. You look at these YouTube stars, and it's like they're, they're, they're hey, buddy, blah, blah, and then it, they cut it, and then they're, they're their shit is just all cut up and like it's not a real conversation at all that they're having with you. It's just they say one little quip and then they cut it and then they think of something funny else to say and then they add that in and then they're, they're adding little video clips and sound bites and shit and it's like these kids are eating it up but they're getting millions and millions of hits. They're making a ton of money off of it but they're not giving anything, no quality information out there. Oh, these yeah. kids sucking it up, you know. When you dissect it down to its actual base content, you know, if you took all the sound effects and all the the funny colors and all the bullshit out of it and just had just the 10 seconds of them saying something. It's nothing useful. It's not even funny. It's not anything. It's just all the, you know, the colors they add, you know, and the yep. dings. And it's just like being in a Vegas casino, honestly, you know? Yeah. It's like you said, because we're in the Vine generation, kids are growing up with smartphones. So they need just like, they're just scrolling through their feed, liking shit, getting likes, getting follows. It's all about that, that virtual credit that they're getting. It's like, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of scary. Yeah. Like, and it, I mean, it's hard not to fall victim to it, too. Like, I find myself just watching it, you know, watching all this garbage for long, just 
you know, big chunks of my life that I could be doing useful shit or watching useful shit or reading useful shit. And I'm just spending it watching, you know, cat videos, you know? Mm. Oh, 100%. It sucks you in. You're the smartphone sitting there. It's like, it's, it's just a lure. It's just like, Oh, let me check what's going on on Instagram. Now oh, let me check what's going on on Twitter. And it's like, we're not like actually in the world, like living most of the time. I, I find myself deleting and then re-adding my Instagram and Twitter app constantly. It's like, ah, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. And then like, Next day, I'm like, ah, I'm going to add it again. <laughs> you for, know, it's, God forbid we sit there and like, like actually just look at the mountains or something for a minute. I can't. Like it, it, I'm like, oh, i got to check something. If, I'm, if nothing's going on at the very moment, I've got to check my phone and see what's going on on there. Yeah, because God forbid I'm stuck with my feelings for a second, you know, the way I feel about anything. But ultimately, nothing is going on on the phone either. It's always the same shit. The same person's posting their dinner again. Yeah. And and the same person's posting fucking pics at the gym. You know, it's and all then, the same. Or trolling like I do. I'm just trolling everybody at all times. Right. But at least that's entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> Especially how mad people get. People get fucking really worked up. I had somebody the other day on Facebook. Uh, I Somebody posted something. I forgot what it even was. They were talking about, like, being an adult and, like, going to school and, like, having, speaking like an adult, like, with grammar and shit. I don't even remember what the fuck they were talking about. But this person posted in there and said, like, I feel like I'm an adult, uh, but my grammar's terrible or something like that. And I commented with, with like, yeah, I'm not going to argue with you about your grammar. Like, it is pretty bad. And they threatened to, they threatened to <laughs> fuck me in the ass with a torch and rape my mother in front of me and just all kinds of shit. They even went on their own Facebook page and, like, uh, said anyone who knows this guy, like, I'll give you money for their address and just all oh, kinds fuck of fucked up shit. Oh my god! Are you serious over that? Yeah, over, just over that because well, I think what it was was because he he started to get really worked up, and I wasn't gonna play back into it. I wasn't gonna fight his anger with more anger. So I just the matter he got, the happier I got. Like you oh, know, yeah. he would say something, and I would send him like a smiley face. That's it, just like a one of the smiley stickers in Facebook. You know, one of the big ass smiles or some shit, and just. Yep. I wasn't, you know, I'm going to rape your mom. I was like, I'd like to see that, you know, just as like a joke. He's like, well, you will see it. I was like, all right, cool. Like, whatever. And I think that just fucking just down to his core because it wasn't affecting me. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, what's he going to do? He's not going to do shit. He doesn't know me. He doesn't, you know, he knows my name. And if he finds my address, then he finds it. But everyone I live with are, have fucking guns. So, right. <laughs> I mean, go ahead and come on the property and try to beat my ass. Like, we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, I got I got a guy at work like that. There's a lot of people like that that are just they're looking every day to get find somebody to go at it with online. So like they go if they're say they're a guy at work, um, he's a super liberal. He's like almost fucking communist, <laughs> and like, goes on Facebook every day and like he goes on like all these news websites and he goes into the comment section and every day he comes back into work at the end of the day and he's talking about how he got into it with some guy, some some conservative. And he's talking about meeting the guy at a parking lot somewhere. And I'm like, what, what is this about, dude? Like, just live your fucking life. Right. Like, why do you, why do you feel you have to straighten this guy out that you don't even know? Some dude on the internet. And you don't know what the guy, I mean, the guy could show up and be a fucking psychopath. He could be an MMA fucking fighter. Like, you don't know. He's going to show up with a cowboy hat and a fucking giant gun and blast your ass. Yeah. And you're a liberal. You yeah, since you're a liberal, what are you gonna do? Drive away in your little Prius? Like you're not gonna do shit. <laughs> yeah, he'll catch you in his giant lifted four by four and fucking shoot you. Yeah, he'll drive over your smart car like it's fucking nothing. Not only that, you're never gonna change his mind by art like sitting there and battling with him over it in a fucking comment section. It's a waste of time. Yeah, like it, focus that energy on your family or something for fuck's sake. No, he probably doesn't have a family. No one loves him. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy, though. 
you know, because we keep that shit out of it. Like when I'm with him, he tries to talk uh, politics with me and I'm just like, dude, I'm not doing it. I don't want to do it. I have this not friend. Good. He's been a really good friend of mine for the ba- the past probably about eight years. And we never really talked politics that much at all. And so I never really knew where he where he stood politically and I didn't really care. And then just like a couple years ago, he started getting just really like just hateful. You know, he wanted he said somebody needs to like go into Fox News studio and just slaughter like Megan. What's her fuck like on live. I'm like, dude, you need to calm down a little bit. Like you're getting a little bit irate. And right. and every time we hang out, he like tries to like like talk about, you know, if, if the Republicans have it their way, then blah, blah. I'm like, dude. Dude, just can we not can we not do this right now? I don't understand people that get so upset at other people's views. Like that's why are you taking it personally? Like they're allowed to have their own opinions, aren't they? Like I can be best friends with a guy who's just complete opposite views of me politically for the most part. I mean, and I'm not going to sit there and get upset at him. Like he can tell me some shit. I'm like, okay, well, I don't see it that way. Whatever. Yeah. You you go get a beer, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. You just drop it and just pretend it it doesn't exist in. You know, there's a lot of people have, we just pretend politics is not a real thing. Yeah. Some, well, some people, like if you vote opposite of them, they think that you're like the reason that their country's falling apart. You're killing their kids. Like yeah. <laughs> you're the reason, you're the reason Trump, the devil is elected because <laughs> you, know, you see things that way. It's like, no, not single handedly. I'm definitely not the person like my one vote definitely didn't get him elected. Yeah. So, And it doesn't matter who I voted for. I'm in California and. So everyone voted for Hillary regardless. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter who I voted for. I I could have wrote someone in. I could have voted for Hillary, for Trump, for Gary Johnson, for Jill Stein. It doesn't fucking matter because I'm a blue state. Right. I don't believe in the whole two te- two party bullshit. No, so two two parties is the reason we're in this position. Yeah, and I get so sick of hearing, oh, it's a wasted vote if you vote third party. That's because you're saying that and you're voting for one or the other. Yeah. Because you're getting sick of that. So. Well, and just honestly, like, being a citizen who's voting for a president is kind of a wasted vote regardless of who you vote for because it doesn't really matter because of the electoral college. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, why even bother? Yep. It's discouraging. You don't want to watch any media outlets because they're all, they're all corrupt. It, it, the problem is the media is it's uh it's for profit. Like they're, they're competitive with each other. It's all about ratings. It's who can bring in the most ratings. And you know how dumb people are. They're whatever they're going to flock to whatever fucking crazy story comes out. So the news just puts out ridiculous shit so that all the masses will come there and give them ratings. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be true anymore. It's just what gets the best rating. It's what breaks first and what breaks harder. You know, we, and have, we, we have to break the story first and harder. That's all we got to do. It doesn't matter how true it is. It doesn't matter what the facts are because we'll yeah. worry about that later. Yeah, yeah, we need to have public broadcasting that's like, it's, it's funded and it can't get any extra money for ratings or anything like that. Shit that's like actual journalism, you know? Yeah, we, we've lost that. We have. It's, it's a competition to be the most ridiculous now. Yeah. This got serious, man. I didn't know yeah. we were going to go into so yeah. political. My political comedy podcast, apparently, that hasn't been that funny, <laughs> which <laughs> Sorry, is fine. No, I mean, it's fine. This is a good, you know, I, I just, I like having these kind of conversations as long as, you know, the conversation moves, you know, it's moving in a forward direction and, you know, it's so, it's okay that we agree or disagree, you know, whatever, but it's still moving. I think we pretty much see to eye to eye. Like when I listen to your show, I almost always agree with the shit you have to say. So yeah, so I keep because I like to listen to shit I agree with. When, so. when it was when it was Cassie on the show, sometimes it was really hard because her and I we differ on a lot of things, you know. 
So we would try, I would try not to bring certain things up on the show just so that we wouldn't have like some, some kind of argument or something. Mm-hmm. But part of me thinks it might have made for good content if we just had a full blown just argument on on the show. Absolutely, as long as it didn't like ruin your guys' friendship, you know. Yeah, we've been able to get away with it with B and V for over like over 130 episodes now. Where we've had plenty of times where we've gone at it, and then afterwards the mics go off and it's over. You know, yeah, it's it's carried over maybe once. Early on, when me and Luke got into it, and it was a very awkward. I had to drive him home actually afterwards. <laughs> it was the most awkward drive oh, ever. Man. Yeah, because I was up, but I mean, there are times I listen to your show, and there's so much like you can feel the tension between who is is it Mike and Luke or is it? Oh yeah, yeah, those, those two, those two. Like I don't know if they actually hate each other or what. I mean, aren't they cousins or something? No, that's Josh and Luke are cousins, and those two can go at it like no one's business, and they're not taking it personal whatsoever. Like Luke and Josh, because they're family, so it's just whatever. Like. I think they play it up a little bit for the show, but Mike, there's times where Mike really legitimately can't stand Luke and is not looking forward to him coming into the show. But it's weird because he also has this like need for Luke's like approval. Like yeah. he wants to play video games with Luke and stuff, and he's like wants Luke to like him, but at the same time he hates him. It's so strange. <laughs> you know, I actually I had someone like that that I went to school with. There was this guy, and everything about him, I fucking hated. Like I just, he was just like this this fat like slob guy who just like. He just smoked a lot of weed and just was into like really like esoteric music that like you're you know you're not cool enough to know this this band bro you know what I mean and yeah. I could not stand him but ever like I wanted him constant because this is when I was doing radio I always wanted him to be like hey man like you did a good show or hey you know good job coming out of that break or just stupid shit and like I I don't know why I wanted it so much from him you know because I it's fucking like- hated that guy. It's that same thing that hot chicks are about. Like if a dude ignores them, even if he's hideous, like a lot of times if if she's super hot because everyone's falling over themselves to give them attention, if someone ignores them, it's that same thing. You know, even if they don't respect the person, it's just like, acknowledge me, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm sexy and you need to know it too. Right. Why aren't you trying to kiss my ass? Come on. I think I need to take that approach more often. I've done it a few times and it's ve- it's been very successful and I always forget like my successes. You know, and so then I'm just like, oh, my God, you're so you're so pretty. Please, like, be mine, be mine. And it's they're like, ew, God, go away. I think it's harder in practice than it seems. Like, it sounds great. Like, I'm just going to be a dick to a hot chick. But right. then like, yeah. she gives you a little bit of attention. And you're like, and then it, yeah. maybe she hasn't texted you for a day. And you're like, fuck, I should just text her. <laughs> right when the blood goes to your dick, you're fucked. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. If you could just be furiously jacking off 24-7 and, like, not have the batter in your brain, you know, like... <laughs> Then it wouldn't be a problem, but yeah, exactly. So actually, I had a I had a, an argument. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say so many problems could be solved if we we could just jack first and then make decisions. No, I'm a big fan. Not a big fan. I'm a big advocate of like beat off before you make any sexual decisions. You know, because you always have that like that like post orgasm clarity. I would say life decisions in general. Like life if you're gonna is- buy a car, if you're gonna do anything, it kind of brings you back down to earth. I've never tried that with other things. I should now. Like, if I'm going to make a compulsive buy or like make a big life decision, I'll try beating about, off first. Think about it. Why are you Why are you trying to buy something? Like, why are you trying to buy this impressive car to get pussy? So if you beat off, you <laughs> might be like, I can't afford that thing. You're like, yeah, <laughs> I have my hand. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need my, no one. My hand doesn't care if I have a shitty car. <laughs> exactly. It just wants to hold the steering wheel and then hold my dick. Exactly. So I had this. Uh, this argument, not an argument. I'm, I'm having this this debate with a friend of mine right now because I had made this um, 
not really a pact. I just decided that like for this year, I'm going to like cut down my sexual deviance a little bit. And I'm only going to fuck one person per month for the whole year, you know? And, uh, and you know, I did it once in January, once in February, and now it's March and I got a hand job, a double hand job from two, two different chicks. And in my mind, that doesn't same count. Time? Or two different chicks. It was two different chicks at the same time. Oh. Yeah. It was like a double. Hand jobs suck, but if it's two chicks. Oh, but they knew what they were doing. They had like the lube and everything. Like it was almost like they were using like a big mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my thing was, and I was telling my friend this, and they said, Oh, like you, you blew your, you know, you blew your wad for March. I was like, No, 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 no. Like I didn't I didn't fuck anybody. There was no penetration. There wasn't even oral. So therefore, like, I'm still clear. And she won't believe me. And so now I'm trying to, like, gauge what other people think. So so I want you to weigh, on, weigh in on it and tell me what your thoughts are on this. So you're asking if it's if it's cheating on your rule to get a hand job? I mean, not oh. cheating on my rule because it's technically what if it were, it would be my one for the month. But if I if I but is it my one for the month? I don't think hand jobs count for anything. I mean, I'm married. I think if I got a hand job, I'd be like, eh, it's a hand job. Like, do you think your wife would agree with you though? I, I don't even get a hand jobs. Not even worth it for the most part. I, I oh, guess I if they're, if they spit in their hand, that's a little bit better. <laughs> it's more intimate. It's like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like lube though. I don't jack with lube. None of that. Stuff. Yeah. It me neither. I don't, I don't, I don't get why. I mean, I know friends who do and I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to waste my money on that. Right. Yeah. And I guess if you have good enough technique with yourself, you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah, that's the other thing. Chicks, chicks are terrible at jacking off people. Like they're they're bad. Like I know exactly how to do it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've been doing it for years. I can get myself off really quick. Like you just back off and let the master show you how to get it done. Uh, do something that I can't do for myself, please. Like yeah, like <laughs> suck me off. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> if I could do that, you would not have a job. Right. So you say it's a no-go. There's been, there's been times where my wife offers me a handjob because she's just like tired or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. Just go to sleep. Don't worry your pretty little head about it. <laughs> yeah, get some extra sleep. Because <laughs> you Over better here. be ready in the morning. Yeah, exactly. When you get that fucking gnarly morning wood. Yeah, so I say you're good to go, man. I say you can still have sex this month or whatever it is. Right on. I mean, I already did, but I was just making sure that I was clear. <laughs> I want to know how you're banging a new chick every month. That's pretty good. That's, that's legit. I mean, it you're wasn't. Right? I mean, I wish it was like a new chick. I just, I only want it to be one. I, it's more like one time a month, but like month, January was one chick. February was another chick. And then March wasn't another. So yeah, I guess it would be a new chick every month, huh? That's pretty good. Are these just people you know? Or are you going to bars and stuff and finding no, them? No, they're, they're people I know. So okay. yeah. So you got like a at work of pussy. Yeah, I have like a Rolodex of pussy. There you go. <laughs> but it, it, it tends to, it's very rotating because, you know, chicks know that I'm, and I, you know, I always tell chicks, like, I know I'm expendable. Like, I, you don't have to worry about, like, hurting my feelings or breaking my heart, you know. So they just basically fuck me until they find somebody, you know, they actually want to be with. So a couple yeah. of them have, like, found relationships and are, like, finding new people. And I'm just kind of waiting for that to just be done or the guy to die or something to happen, you know. You're a human sex toy, basically. Yeah. For these chicks middle ground between guys. That's pretty good. I could, you're making me kind of uh, double think marriage here. <laughs> oh man, I hope I hope uh, your wife's not hearing that. I don't want her to be mad at me for like straight, like you know, steering you off in the wrong direction. 
No, I, I always make her sit in in the studio and, and watch me podcast, so she's in here. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding. No, oh, I was going <laughs> to say. I was like, I, I, I'm not condoning any of this. <laughs> no. She also knows she's she's got a good sense of humor. She knows that the shit I say on podcasts usually ninety percent of it I don't mean. Yeah, it's it, it's the theater of the mind. You know, you just gotta like make the illusion of of scumbaggery, and then when you leave, you're just kind of a scumbag. Yeah, like a scumbaggy, just a small one. Yeah, yeah. small scumbag. <laughs> small scumbag. <laughs> Perfect. I have a couple names written down already, so that's good. Yeah. I don't know if you've been keeping track. I got a couple. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, let's see. What else do I have here? I have a couple. Um, mm, here's one. This one probably isn't that cool for for you as much as uh, is it Mike the the Stoner on your show? Yeah, man. I I love weed. I wish I could smoke weed, but I have a um a city job and I drive Ooh. all day. So any incident happens, any dumb thing like someone something comes like somebody throws something in the road and I hit it, like I can get drug tested on the spot. So it kind of sucks. Yeah, you definitely don't want that. However, uh, in June when my baby's born, I'm gonna get a couple months off, and you better believe I'll be token. <laughs> You're gonna, yeah. You just made that public. That's <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I'll probably do it for the first couple of weeks, and then I'll have I'll be totally clean by the time I go back to work. I'm taking two months off. So. Oh, right on. You're taking paternity leave. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, no, ton of sick hours. So. Oh, okay. Uh, so, uh, you're having the baby in June. You said. Yeah, the due date's June seventh. And do you know if it's a boy or a girl? No, we don't want to know. Uh, um, well, I, w- I should say my wife doesn't want to know, and I'm just kind of backing her up on that. There's times where, where I definitely want to know, but it's driving the family. The best part is it drives the family crazy. Oh, so I bet. that's kind of interesting. you can't assume the gender. Right. <laughs> so do you? What, are you guys just buying a bunch of neutral, like gender neutral things? You know, like color wise for the baby until it's actually born, and then you can start buying blue and pink. Pretty much, yeah. The, the I'm not big on like the bright kid stuff anyway. Like our the baby room we did is very like calm and classy. Yeah. So I mean, it, it would have been it, either if it was a boy or a girl, it probably wouldn't have been like pink or bright blue or whatever. Um, and then as far as the clothes, like we're just not getting a lot of baby clothes. We'll get we'll get like onesies and stuff like that, just plain because it's gonna be just laying there shitting and crying. All yeah, the and then day. it's gonna grow out of them, and then you've spent all that money for nothing. Yeah, and I'll let the family buy all the cute clothes and shit. <laughs> That's the way to go. You got to use. You have to. You have to use the family. Exactly. So, do you have names picked out yet? Yeah, we do. I don't know if I want to put it out there. Uh, I'll tell you. Show. Okay, I will, uh, and I won't publish it or anything unless you don't want to pay me money. If not, or I'll, I'll rape your mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right in front of me, and then you'll fuck me in the ass with a torch. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So there's this new kind of weed now and it's uh, an aphrodisiac weed it's called sex pot i feel like they could have come up with a better name than that i mean I feel like we could come up with a better name than that probably yeah i now that i'm on the spot i probably can't but it's uh, but it's sex with two x's though <laughs> more more cushion more cushion more, for the more cushion for your pushing <laughs> bad Sorry. yeah that that's pretty that's pretty terrible it's um, a really wordy name too. <laughs> it's what? It's a really wordy name too. Yeah. What kind of weed is that? Cushion for the pushing. I guess if you said it really fast, it's cushion yeah, for the pushing. So what's this supposed to do? It's supposed to get them wet or what? So apparently it's um it's a it has a higher level of THC and it doesn't really do anything for guys. It only really works for chicks. Actually, it's a low 
It's a low. It's derived from a low THC strain. Sorry, called Mister Nice. It's been grown, packaged, and branded by Wagner's company. Wagner, I guess, is a person. I guess as an aphrodisiac weed. Um, it's targeted for women, and it's supposed to be a natural Viagra. It enhances the enjoyment of sex, and uh, they're marketing it towards pot. And it apparently is fourteen percent THC, and uh, when normal weed is about eighteen to twenty percent. And I guess yeah, it's just supposed to make women uh, super super moist in their undercarriages. There we go. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you don't really need to market it for men. Men are already horny as shit as is. Like, the only time we ever need anything is if we can't get our dick hard. Yeah, and that's what Viagra's for. Yeah, we just need the chicks to be horny. The problem is they're not horny until you get them there. You know, that kind of sucks. We need them walking around horny like we are. <laughs> Maybe that's what the weed will do. They're so rarely just walking around horny. Like, you have to do all this shit to get there. And but, you know the ones that are you really don't want to be with. Exactly. You know? I You're mean, so right. I've met they're women who are just constantly horny, and it's just, yeah, you don't want to touch that. I mean, yeah. you kind of do, but you don't. <laughs> right. Afterwards, you're like, damn it. Your brain says no, your dick says yes. It's that thing of, of where the blood is. It depends on where the blood is. One of those where you should eject first, like we talked about yes, earlier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, I was going to say something about this, and I totally, uh, totally spaced about it. Well, Sorry. no, that's fine. Um, yeah. I hate when I when I lose my train of thought mid. Uh, I've done that on the show so many times where like I'm I'm literally in the middle of a story, and then halfway through I'm like, uh, where where was I? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if you've heard that before. I've been there. It sucks when you got three three assholes staring at you and they're ready to attack you if you fuck up on anything too. Oh yeah, like like your show open says, it's like a fucking bunch of hyenas, dude. Like you oh. have to watch your p's and q's around those guys. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, you guys have, like, even though most of your episodes are you guys, like, tearing into each other and, like, fucking with each other, you guys do have a really good chemistry when it comes to when you guys actually come together and and put effort into something, it comes yeah. out great. Like, your the games you guys play on your show are fucking hilarious. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, we do have a chemistry, It's it's and it, it's gotten better. It's almost weird. Like, the show gets easier and easier to do the longer we've done it. And we, I think it, we thought it would be the opposite. I think I thought we thought we would uh, go at it more the more we were together and did the show. But it's like we all just kind of have this – we've gained this respect. Like, if you listen to the early – the first 50 episodes, it was every fucking episode we went at it. And now it's kind of a rare occurrence. I mean, Mike and Luke have their little spats, but – And usually, enough. like, diffuse it, too. Like, whenever Luke is starting to, like – fucking start snapping about something you'll be like so anyways in like sports news or something like you'll just try to like plow over whatever he's saying and hope that it goes away yeah you kind of have to yeah that's that's a being around Loki. you just hope that he's gonna stop he's like all right that's enough, enough. It, like i kind of want to meet him but i, I don't know if i actually do want to meet him you know what i mean it's one of those like like hearing him like he's he's funny when he's funny but he's a fucking dickhead when he's a dickhead yeah, you probably don't like it's one of those things like he has to have keep his persona if you don't know him. Like once you get to know him, he can let that down a little bit. But like when you first meet him, he's gonna be like, "What's up, dude?" Like shake your hand and then like kind of like try to be a cool guy. So and like hit his vape and like lean back and look like a, a hard guy, you know? Yeah, like better not cross me. I'll fucking beat you up. If he hears this, he's gonna <laughs> <laughs> funny. Dude, I am already like I already know that you probably on your next episode you're gonna say something you know like oh i was on the toe on the trigger podcast i mean i hope you do at least but you're probably gonna say that and he's gonna be like fuck that guy that goes a faggot like Bleh. yeah he's gonna shit on it for sure yeah 
<laughs> I mean, he but, might. I mean, because there are sometimes where you, you go through your shout outs at the end of the show and you, you'll go through the whole list and he won't say a fucking word. And then there's sometimes every single podcast you mention. He's like, fuck those guys. Fuck them. They suck. Fuck them. Yeah, it's like he has a trigger and you never know when it's going to happen. Like he, That's why we were on uh, RadioVegas.rocks there for a while and... And the, he single-handedly like broke that relationship apart between our show and and that station because he just could not keep his mouth shut. Like we couldn't we couldn't plug the station we were on because he would have to shit on the station or he would have to shit on the guy that runs the station. Jay, it was ridiculous. It was like I'm like and I, and what sucks is you can't tell him not to do it because he just, he just does it more. You know, it's like a kid. Yeah. It's like oh don't don't do that and then he does it. Fuck. He stares while he does it. Oh, dude, I like a little kid exactly i i live with uh my two roommates have uh two kids here and one of them's an 11 year old and every time she does something that she knows she's not supposed to she fucking looks at you with this fucking smile on her face <laughs> exactly. and you just want to just choke slam her off the fucking balcony you know yep but you can't because it's illegal and shit yeah <laughs> so. i was telling you before the show like we do the show live on mixler and like Everybody that tries to come be a part of the show, like, oh, I'm going to go check them out. I like, maybe I like those guys. I'm going to go check out their Mixler and like comment live during the show. They immediately regret it yeah. because they'll say something and Luke will be like, shut up. You're fucking stupid. Like, it just happened to you on our last episode. Dude, it you know? happened bad, dude. Like, I did not because I was literally what I was saying was hopefully like trying to like like relate with him. Because he was talking yeah. about vaping and stuff. And he was talking That's about how his thing broke and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah, those things are so temperamental. He's like, fuck, no, they're not temperamental. Get your fucking facts straight. Your life's temperamental. <laughs> fuck you. You're a piece of shit. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> it's almost like he's testing like new people that come into Mixler, though. I think I really think that's part of it. It's like, let's see if they can take me attacking them a few times and keep coming back. Because yeah. like certain people just keep coming back, like Stan from Big Papa. And now we read his comments and then usually looks like, oh, yeah, cool. You know, it's like he has to like beat the shit out of you for a while, and and, and then most people, to be fair, why would they put up with that? They don't need to put up with Luke yeah. tearing in this twenty-four-year-old asshole fucking tearing into him, and I don't blame him for not coming back. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It's like I mean, it's, he wants. I think he just wants people to like prove their worth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and in a way, like I kind of get that. I'm not that extreme about it, but like I'm always just very. When I meet people and I talk to people and I consider having somebody be like a friend, I would have to make sure I just unleash every part of me onto them as like, yeah. you know, the proving ground. If they can make it through the test and it's like, all right, man, like you're in the circle now. Yeah. Make it through the gauntlet of, of shit talking. Yeah. The gauntlet of bullshit. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? No, I just had one of those brain parts. Oh, also, it, it is one of those things, too. Like we all on our show are guilty of it. And even you, like this is our release is doing this show. Like we do a show every week. We all go through our lives where we have to be fake a lot of times, yeah. you know, at work or whatever it is. And then we get on here and we just want to say some shit that we don't mean or just be mean to somebody just because it makes us giggle, you know, or and say, like, or say nigger 50 times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily that's died down, but it's also one of those things where I, I don't want to talk about it. Like yeah. it's going, they didn't say it 10 times the show. Let's not talk about yeah, it. Cause we're just going to yeah. say, if I say, hey, jo hey, guys, good job not saying nigger 20 times, they're going to be like, oh, okay, I'll yeah. keep them for next week. Yeah, like that. I think <laughs> it was two weeks ago. There was like 50 niggers in the first like 30 minutes of the show. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, I mean, it is a word, and none of I know, I know these guys. I know they're not actually racist. They're not going around, you know, hating on black people outside of the show. It's just one of those things like it's a forbidden fruit. Like they want to say it because they can and hardly anyone listens to our show. So it's like, yeah, I can get away with it. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, don't you guys have a black person that like listens and he's just like one of your biggest fans? 
uh, I wouldn't say biggest fan, but we have uh, another podcaster from the offensive line, Black Man. He, yeah, he leaves us voicemails and stuff, but it's always about how racist we are. And like, <laughs> he's just like telling us to stop being so racist, but he has a great sense of humor about it. Yeah. So, like, he knows we don't, I, I, at least I hope he knows we don't mean most of the shit. I mean, he has a guy on his, he has a white guy on his show that says nigger more than us. So, oh, perfect. Yeah, that works yeah. out. <laughs> just a word, guys. Yeah, it doesn't, get, it doesn't I get mean anything. History, but I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do a word? Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's take a quick break here, and then uh and then we'll come back and do the news and finish it up. All right. All right. Uh, this is the Toe on the Trigger podcast. I'm on with Lauren, and we'll be right back right after this. Hey everybody, this is Jerry and Dave from the Bad Cop Bad Cop Show. You're listening to one of our personal favorite podcasts, Toe on the Trigger, featuring Daniel Reckles. Dave never fucking listens. Occasionally. He listens on occasion. Mischief. Mayhem. Favorite position. <laughs> Anal. Here's a money shot from the force. <laughs> Thanks for adding to the show, guys. It goes great. I love when the show gets derailed and there's awkward silence. That's the best part. <laughs> incest. The impossible. I thought we'd defend incest. They're ugly and no one else wants to fuck them, so why not let their brother fuck them? See, I don't recommend getting hookers from the dollar store because they don't really have teeth anymore. <clears throat> Even better. One obsessed host. In my opinion, it's just once, it's once a week for an hour and a half, and you just, just sit down and just fucking not be ADD for two seconds. A star. Luke, is it a wicked inch, though? Is it a wicked... I mean, you put 300 pounds behind a thumbtack, you're still going to do some fucking damage. <laughs> a pothead. I like to smoke pot. And a guy that asks too many fucking questions. Could you guys just, just answer the questions? Then it's not a big deal. So <clears throat> just answer the question. Or you could just shut up. Or you could just answer the question. Only Sin City itself could bring you a show that tips the scale of our PC pussy world the other direction. Bold and belligerent. Listen on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever else you listen to shit. This is the Toe on the Trigger News. I am Daniel Repples. A 23-year-old Dominican man has died after chugging an entire bottle of tequila to win a $530 bet. Officials say that the man, who had recently become a father, was a regular at the club. The club is denying all involvement in the the incident, saying they do not hold such contests. In India, a 15-year-old girl who was raped and impregnated by a Catholic priest is being blamed for the incident because she didn't stop him from giving in to his lustful, carnal temptations. Other members of the clergy are blaming consumerism and other scapegoats for the incident while the priest is remaining free of blame. Meanwhile, in Florida, Facebook trolling may seem harmless, but for two St. John's men, it ended in death. According to police, two men who had started a fight online agreed to meet face-to-face. Things did not. Things got fired up when the men drew their guns and started firing. They both died. For TOTT News, I'm Dan Repples, and this is the world that we live in. Damn. That was fucking, uh, that was rough. Like, <laughs> It went full circle right back to Facebook beef and yeah, it did. Got reservoir dogs. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird story I was reading. They just like had some kind of beef. They met up and they were having a normal argument and then just fucking bullshot each other and died. Awesome. So fuck hey, them. I think the world's better off without both of them. 
yeah uh, you know what the funny thing is i because i was trying to i was trying to time that perfectly within the 60 seconds i had in the line i had in there is needless to say the world is a little bit nicer right? yeah so you, you stole the words right from my uh, my newscast which uh, is fine did you, want to, did you want me to talk real quick about uh the local story that just happened that was pretty crazy yeah let's yeah. do it we had a uh, serial killer in Vegas that just got caught over the weekend. And basically he was, there'd been hobo, like homeless people that had been getting killed with hammers. Like they were, they'd be sleeping on the sidewalk with a blanket and someone was coming up and like smashing them in the head with a hammer. Jesus. Yeah. And this happened, like there was two people that it happened to, like, I think, I think it was like a month apart that they got killed. And so the, the police, the local police here set up a sting. They put a, a dummy out like on, like down where the hobos hang out and they put a blanket over this dummy and they started like sneaking out because he was both of the the homeless people that got killed were like on the same corner wow and so they figured he would strike again so they put this fucking dummy out there turn up this guy comes gets out of his car walks across the street and he's got like a, a I think he had like a sandwich bag and inside the sandwich bag was a hammer and he came up and just started beating the dummy in the head with the hammer the cops busted him wow did do they have they decided like not decided but have they asked him like what the fuck were you thinking like do you have a reason for fucking beating up homeless people no, I was hoping for a quote, man. That would be classic. I want to know what he has to say. I mean, you could argue he's doing the Lord's work, but. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's good, yeah. You could have fed them, what is it, popcorn and, and candy? Right. From your, uh, isn't that from your fucking show, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> who, who who fed the homeless popcorn and candy? Gosh, gosh, him and his wife think they're, like, such good members of community and stuff. They go around every uh, Thanksgiving, and they give out, like, candy and, like, uh, clearance blankets to hobos like blank blankets make sense but candy like like they're yeah, already missing teeth like their teeth are already in bad condition like they already are they malnourished they can't even eat that shit dude they got no teeth <laughs> they can yeah, eat, and then, eat some of it better our, maybe yeah our argument was like you're keeping them alive dude like let nature take its course please <laughs> fuck I kind of agree with you on that one. It just depends. It depends on the homeless person. There are some homeless people that literally were belt or dealt a really fucked up hand. And then there are some homeless people that are just lazy fucks. Nah, fuck them all. There were these uh, these homeless people where I used to live, um, where I grew up. And uh, they were in the military, you know. And so they lived down by the riverbed. They, got, they received, you know, uh, military pension and Social Security disability. And some other form of in- of income. And they were making more money a month than most people make that support a household and everything. And they were just living fucking right by the river in a fucking bunch of trees and, you know, dumpster diving for fucking food. And then just using all their money for fucking weed, cocaine, and alcohol. Hey. That was it. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you got to kind of just, like, tip the cap, like, eh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if they're happy, I mean... I guess. You beat the that's why I don't give them. That's why I don't give hobos money because I just assume they're doing shit like that. Yeah, but if you give them money and they end up using it to get drunk and it kills them, then like you said, you're doing you're doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so yeah, I guess. <laughs> it just depends on how you look at it. I guess my my brother's yeah. the same way. My brother, like anybody who's asking for money, he's like fuck them. Like they're a bunch of fucking scumbags. And I'm like okay, shit. If he, if he sees me give them a dollar, he like he scolds me heavily for it. Well, honestly, if I'm being if I'm being totally honest, it just for me it depends on the day. I would say like at least 364 days out of the year, I'm not gonna give them money. But if I'm just in a really extraordinarily good mood, I might give them a buck or two. It's like Christmas and you just got a blowjob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Here, here, here's a buck, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Don't get smashed in the head with a hammer now. 
<laughs> How about food? Would you buy a homeless guy food? You know what? You know what's a funny story is I tried to give a homeless guy food once. And this kind of like really soured me on them forever. And I think that's why I have this bitter attitude towards them. I was working down uh, in a kind of ghetto, ghetto area of town. And this this homeless guy, a black dude with a, it's straight out of the fucking 80s, dude. He comes up with a boom box on his shoulder. I'm not nice. kidding. He comes <laughs> up with a boom box. And he's, hey, man, you got any you got any, any spare change, man? I'm starving. I really need something to eat. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I got nothing. And he starts to walk away. And I go, you know what? I had my lunchbox in the backseat of my truck. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be nice today. I'm going to give the, I, I, I took an apple out of my lunch bag and I'm like, Hey, I called him back over and I'm like, Hey, I got an apple. You want, you want some food? He's like, I don't know. Fucking apple man. He turns around and like st- storms off. And I, from that day on, I wanted to hit him in the back of the head with a fucking apple. And since then, or I'm a hammer. Of, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that would, that would ruin it for me too. I could see why you're, you're embittered by your experience. Yeah. So fuck him. Yeah. I usually, I fucking hate leftovers. Like, if I go to a restaurant and I have leftover food, like, I know I'm not going to finish it. I just, that's just how I am. I don't know why. So, the first thing I say is, like, where are the hobos at? Like, is there, does anyone know where the homeless people are? Because I just want to drive up to one of them and be like, here, take my shit. Just take it away. Where the hobos? Where, where, where the hobos? Yeah, I should write that down. That that sounds like a, a good a good name. You know what's interesting is when I, I when I was a teenager, I worked for Vaughn's, the grocery store in Vegas here. I was working like 39 hours a week and going to high school. I was closing six nights a week. I would work from 4 to 10 p.m. And uh, part of my closing duties, you know, would be to clean out all the trash, sweep the floors, all that shit. And part of it was to clean out the deli area. And they would throw out, I'm not even kidding, a like a giant, like one of the jumbo industrial size trash bags filled with perfectly good bagels and like donuts. Oh, yeah. And I could have fed the entire local fucking homeless population with that shit but they they said it had to go in the trash man I, I knew one of those homeless guys he would um one time i was i was dating this fucking sketchy tweaker bitch dude and she was hanging out with these homeless people a lot and we were down there by the river hanging out and one of them shows up with like like a, a bowl like a bread bowl filled with spinach dip and just like a thing of fried chicken and shit and it all <laughs> came out of the fucking albertson's dumpster but it was all like it was all good. Like it was all good food. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I ate it. I didn't get sick. I'm still alive. I think spinach dips where I draw the line though when it's coming out of a dumpster. Dude. Yeah, it, it was still it was still cold though. Like it would it had just been thrown out. You know what I mean? But spinach dip or vomit? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's one or the other. I mean, like I said, I'm still alive to tell the tale. But <laughs> but they would get all this food right out of the dumpster, and it was you know food that was one day past like the sell by date. And they yeah. just throw it all of, away. Yeah. It's kind of funny you said that because we kind of consummated our friendship over uh, spinach dip. Remember, that's what we had at the bar when we met. Oh, yes, it did. It's full circle again, except this spinach dip didn't come out of a... Fu- Let's hope it didn't come out of a fucking dumpster. <laughs> no, I don't think so. But even at this point, it doesn't matter because we didn't get sick and we're still alive. Yeah, we're here. We are here to tell the tale. Uh, we had a, a funny conversation uh, about podcasting and stuff. When we hung out, we talked about how, like... We're not like the the normal podcast because a lot, like a vast majority of podcasts are like, you know, the nerd podcast or the geek podcast or the video game or the, you know, comic book. This It's all about comics and superheroes and just, you know, like geek culture. You know what I mean? And yep. uh, and I just, I, I think I was the one that did it, but I did a little throwaway comment towards you. I said, yeah, like everybody's really into to Kevin Smith. <laughs> And I think your words were, fuck Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. 
um it's not and now that i'm looking at it because like we, we had this little conversation and during the break and like about kevin smith and the bar and i was like i don't get it's mainly because he's so it's so sacrilege to say anything against him yeah and he's basically jesus and in, in podcasting and like he's the lord and savior of the nerds and like they want to fucking sniff his jorts and shit and it's like <laughs> I don't get that. Like, yeah. I get that. Like, looking at his Wikipedia page, and I can see like the movies he's made. I like a lot of the movies. I like. He's a good director. Um, he's a good actor. He's a good uh, business person. He's he's good at what he does. He's good at these things. But like like you said, he's very overrated. Very overhyped. But it's too much. Yeah, you look at everybody like all these nerds that have podcasts like on Twitter and shit. You look at their description, and it's like. They, they're all but saying I want to suck Kevin Smith dick. Like all of them have that in their like description of who they are as a person. Like big Kevin Smith. And it's like I'm, I, I I'm kind of against idolizing any single person that much anyway. But it, it's it's especially the fact that it's all these fat nerds that love the same guy so much. And like there's lines. If he went to Comic Con, like the fucking nerd splooge that would be everywhere would just flood the whole place. Yeah, which Comic Con comes to San Diego quite frequently, and we already get the nerd splooge, so <laughs> it would make it worse. It, for, he's like for nerds he's like what justin bieber is for like tweeners you know yeah exactly and and it's gross to me because these are full-grown adult like 40 year old men with kids and shit and they're idolizing this guy that much i'm probably gonna get some backlash for this conversation but that's okay because i know a lot of people who are big kevin smith fans and i'm i, I just want to say like i'm not not a kevin smith fan i just you know i don't want to lick his asshole i'm just that's not something i'm into you know what i mean yeah, because like I said, I'm looking at his filmography. I, I like Jane Silent Bob, Jane Silent Bob a lot. I get that Clerks like was the way he did it. You know, he had like no money and like. I I know, liked I, Clerks for I, what it was. You know what I mean? Like for what it took him to make it. Like it it was good. You know what I mean? Like uh, Zach and Mary make a porno. I love that one. Red State was fucking awesome. Red State was really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I, I like some of his shit, but it's just it's it's a little overboard, guys. That's all I'm saying. There's a so he I guess he does a podcast called. Uh, Fat Man on Batman, right? Yep. And then yep. there's another podcast that's called That Man on Fat Man that is a podcast about Kevin Smith. I guess that's another probably another reason why the nerds like love him so much is that it makes them feel better about being like a lazy fat guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no offense to lazy fat guys. I'm just like, but it, it's like they feel great about it. It's like, oh, he's awesome and he's fat. Like, which man, I'm surprised a lot of them haven't dropped off now because he's lost like a hundred and something pounds in the last like couple years. Like, he went on this gnarly diet, like cut sugar out of his diet and everything. Yeah, so now he's gonna make all these nerds feel bad about themselves. They'll all kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> you hope they do. Is that what you're about to say? Doing the yeah. Lord's work again? Exactly. It's. I mean, with nerds, it's weird because. I can kind of understand why they're so um, like standoffish with people, you know, because their whole lives like they've been shoved into trash cans and shit, you know, so they don't know what you're going to do to them. But yeah, sometimes like I remember one time I was on like a trolley or whatever, and there was this that was over by the college and there were these group of of nerds in the back doing their nerdy shit, talking about nerdy shit. And I was just like kind of watching them, you know, just just investigating their kind and one of them noticed that i was like watching them and just fucking laid into me what the fuck are you looking at and then all the nerds like stood up like it was about to be revenge of the nerds in the fucking trolley <laughs> you know what i mean so once they get together like they are like one of the 
Like, I think they're more hateful than, like, the fucking KKK sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, I think now everybody's so, they want everybody everybody to be accepted, man. It's like, all brown people are good. No, not all brown people are good. They're, I'm not saying all of them are bad either. But yeah. Not all of them are good. Not, not all nerds. Not, not, all whites are, not all white people are good. Not all fucking gay people are good. Not all fucking, not all people are fucking good. There are some really shitty people in every uh, demographic. No, Daniel, you're wrong. All minorities and uh, <laughs> different colors. Only white men are evil. And all the ones that are bad are just bad because they're they're a product of their uh, they're a product of their oppressed upbringing. Yeah, yeah, we are oppressors by nature as being white men. We're so privileged oh, that we dude. can't possibly stand. We live in a time where telling somebody that they're a straight white male is an argument. You know, you could just right? throw science at them. They're like, well, you're a cisgendered male. O- okay. Oh. Thank you. Um, so what's your argument now? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the gender thing is it's just wacky. I can't believe it. And I was having this conversation with a person the other day because somebody said that I wasn't. Um, they said that I don't believe in it, that I don't think it's a real thing. You know what I mean? And I, I told them, I said, no, 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 that's not that's not it at all. Like. I know it's a real thing. I know that there's science behind it and that this is a real thing. The problem that I have, and I use the term uh, stolen valor, because there's so many people that are jumping on the, you know, gay, bisexual, transgendered, fucking demi-queer, fucking octopus, you know, whatever bandwagon that they're going so overblown and they aren't really these things and they're taking all the spotlight away from the people who are actually like, struggling with this disorder you know what i mean totally and, and it's 100%. almost like a robbery of those people yeah it's a way to get free cheap attention man you say that you're some you're different and then everybody's like oh really uh, everybody needs to like accept this person now and like it's a, a cheap way to get you throw that in your twitter title there you go yeah i'm a, I'm a blah 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 gender and it's like everybody give me attention they feel bad for me well, and then some of them aren't even human anymore. They say they're fucking like dog kin and monkey kin and like, <laughs> you know, fill in the that's, blank kin. That's the beauty of it, though, is they're they're now, like you said, they're legit, delegitimizing everyone else. So now it's like now it, it's not a, a good thing. No, it's a bad thing. Like you, yeah. You're totally right. I think it, it sucks for the people that actually are struggling with shit that these assholes come along and they exactly. want to steal their I mean, there's like, you know, like a lot of people will throw around the word uh, depressed uh anxiety insomnia uh ocd you know they'll be like oh i I have such ocd so when everybody says that they have this the legitimate people that do you don't take them seriously there's so many there are so many chicks that i meet that on like their dating profile says i struggle from anxiety you know what i mean and i know that they like 80 80 percent or more of them don't and then the ones who really do can't get the help they need yeah and I, and also like we all struggle from a little bit of everything. I mean, there's we all go through periods of depression. I don't think anyone's ever gotten through a lifetime without at least at least having a, a day where you're depressed or yeah. a week or a month. You know, people die in your life and like shit happens. You're gonna that's part of life. Like you can't just expect like pills to solve your everything. problems. Like oh, exactly. Yeah, this week I need pills. Like I, I, God forbid I'd be depressed for a little bit. Like you'll it just it's a cycle. You'll go through it and you'll be all right. You'll be there'll be times where you're happy. There's times where you're sad, but don't go around telling everybody, oh, I'm, I'm depressed. Well, it, you can. I mean, you can talk about it. I'm not, I don't mean it like that. I'm yeah. Just, no, you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. There's a lot of people that are using, that are using legitimate mental disorders for attention. 
they're making it their identity. They're making it their identity. They're getting it for attention. And the people who really are suffering and struggling from it are still left in the dark. And they think they're helping. You know, a lot of people right. think they're helping the cause. They think they're helping, you know, the L- the LGBT community by doing this and that and the other thing when really they're just alienating the people more and just making it. Because most of the people that are, they don't want to be in the spotlight. They just want to live their lives and walk among people comfortably the way that they are, whether they feel they're a male or a female, and just not get spit on or rocks thrown at them or called fucked up names or anything like that. And- right. I, I, I don't think any normal person would would like come up to me and if I said, hey, dude, how you doing? And he goes, I'm not a dude. Actually, I'm a blah, blah, blah gender, like a ZNXY gender. Yeah. How dare you? Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you're... That's where I draw the line. It's like you can call yourself whatever you want. If you tell me you approach me and you tell me I prefer to be called this, blah, 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 in a respectful manner, then maybe I will. Yeah. If I'll it's ridiculous most likely <laughs> and you're trying to, like you said, make some shit up. Yeah. But, well, you know, I recognize there are people that really do from a young age identify as a different as a different sex. But it's getting ridiculous with all the different genders. And now, like, I identify as a bridge and shit like that. Yeah. It's so it is. It's becoming, and it's where do they draw the line? Another thing that that's starting to pick up a little bit of momentum is people that uh, I think they call them age kin, and they um, identify as a different age than they actually are. Which, um, and then there's people who identify as disabled. The age kin thing is a sketchy. That's a dangerous road. To that go is down. a dangerous road because I mean, there are some people who like they want to be babies, which is kind of harmless. You know what I mean? Like, if they find yeah. somebody who's going to love them for that and take care of them and everybody's doing their own thing, that's fine. But what if you have somebody who's 14 years old who all of a sudden identifies as a 21-year-old and wants to get drunk? Or let's say you're a 30-year-old pedophile exactly. and you want to identify as a 10-year-old so that you can be around 10-year-olds. And oh, I'd, I'm, I'd, I'm a 10-year-old in yeah. my head, so I'm going to have sex with this 10-year-old. Exactly. Stuff like that. But and, and the thing is, is people don't think about that. They just think of... The first word is their first thought is oppression, 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 oppression. They're so afraid. They're so afraid to be honest for once and actually because they're so afraid someone's going to look at them as a bigot. Yeah. We got to stop being afraid. Nothing happens if someone calls you a bigot. It doesn't make you one. Yeah. And nothing happens. It's not like you go to jail. Like we have freedom of speech in this country. So. And it's okay to recognize these things as mental disorders. People want to think that it's perfectly normal and it's not. Like it is a legitimate mental disorder. And. There's nothing wrong with a mental disorder. It doesn't make you a fucked up person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It means that your brain is has a disorder in it. You have some kind of, you know, the chemistry in your brain is a little bit off from the norm. And that's okay. Yeah. But like, you know, but to say that, oh yeah, these people are normal that they're 35 years old and feel like a 10-year-old, you know, and then all of a sudden they want to have sex, like you said, with 12-year-olds. Yeah, don't call them different. That's totally acceptable and normal to to have that behavior. No, Until they fuck one of your children. Yeah, exactly. Then all bets are off. Yeah, then all of a sudden, once something affects you, there's a fucking problem. Right. Yeah, and the other one was, again, uh, disabled people. People who are, you know, just like you and me, but they identify as disabled, and they feel that actually inside themselves they're actually disabled physically. So then they get, you know, oh. then they ride around in a wheelchair, you know, and all that. That's been wild. That's been going on for a while where um, uh, I, I remember seeing a long time ago, there was like a TV special where there was people that were intentionally crippling themselves. Like there was people that like there, there was a I think there was a person that wanted to be blind and they made themselves blind. Oh, I saw that one. Yeah. And yeah, and that just brings you to like these people are collecting disability that yep. everybody pays into. 
in case they get yep. disabled. And these people who aren't disabled or who force themselves to be disabled are claiming it. And the fucking nut jobs are saying that that's okay. We shouldn't oppress them. Oh, dude. I don't know. I just, this world, dude, it fucking, I don't, I don't, I'm terrified of what, you know, my kids are going to have to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the thing is like, I think most average, your average adult like me, you, almost everyone I know rolls our eyes at this shit. And I think that's the vast majority, unfortunately, what gets media coverage and what, what we have to what we're forced to look at on Facebook and on CNN and all this bullshit is this kind of crap, this gender stuff and all this stuff. And that's fine because we know that it's bullshit, but our kids don't like young teenage kids. The insupre- that's why, like I said earlier about the teenagers on the Internet now with YouTube and all this stuff and putting out all this crap. It's because they're they're young and impressionable and they're going to believe this shit that is really this epidemic when it's we know it's not. We grew up in a time where. You know, there was boys and girls and there was nothing wrong with that. And very few people had any complaints about that. It was that's what it was. Yeah. And like uh, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, they talk about um, they've been kind of discussing this lately about how this this gender stuff and how parents now with little kids, maybe their kid is acting a little bit girly and they immediately throw them on hormones to make them into a a girl, you know, or vice versa. Girls acting a little boyish. So they put them on testosterone at a young age and you're fucking with the the growth of this child and its brain chemistry and its body and everything it's insane. Yeah. But a lot of those people on the far left, they don't, I don't know what they consider a person. You know what I mean? Because I mean, obviously if you're pregnant, whatever's inside of you isn't a person. And now they're getting to the point where that that's not a person up to the point that you push them out of you. And then once yeah, they're out of you, they're not a person anymore. Like they're, they're not a person with a gender. They're just this thing walking around with ambiguous genitalia. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, when do you become a person to them? Right. Maybe they want us to become aliens where we're all just like the same. I saw an article about that. Did you see that article? (laughs) No, I didn't. There's a story about a guy who became, uh, he did surgery to become a genderless alien. (laughs) Yeah. At least he can't breed. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I I didn't pull the article because I know that the Bad Cop, Bad Cop show will be talking about it, and they're going to do a lot better job of tearing that apart than I will. I'll look forward to that then. Yeah, that will probably be this week. (laughs) Well, actually last week because this episode will be out a week from now. (laughs) All right, we're at like like at an hour and a half or so. So uh, it's time. Have you written down anything for uh, the name that episode? I got a couple. All right, shoot. All right, I got uh, using a big mouth. Using a big uh, mouth. Rolodex of pussy. I got that one too. I'll, uh, I will. All and right. small, small scumbag. I think I got that one too. I got scumbaggies. Uh, <laughs> and then I also have Bill Cosby a root beer, uh, botched <laughs> boob jobs, human sex toy, and uh, where the hobos at. Dude, I like that one a lot. Where the hobos at? <laughs> Where the hobos at? Okay, I that will. one or it's a pussy. Those two are my finalists. Oh man, yeah, those two are really good. Uh, uh, how do we decide? I usually let my guests decide, so I'll just I'll let you be the uh, the final. Um, I like where the hobos at. Where the hobos at? All right, that's what we'll uh, that's what we'll name it. And, awesome. Uh, yeah, and uh, do you want to do any kind of plugs for your show or anything so people know where to find you at? Yeah, uh, 
we have a podcast we do every week. It's me and three of my friends. It's called the Bold and Belligerent Podcast. Um, you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, all the places. You know, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you have some kind of a podcast player. You can just type in Bold and Belligerent. You'll find it. Uh, that's about and it. I believe I do also have a link to your show on my webpage too. Awesome. Yeah. And we're on social media, Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So give us a shot. If you, you know, you heard the way I talk, we we're very unfiltered. So yeah, sometimes like your that. show's worse than mine, man. <laughs> oh yeah. Actually, yeah. most of the time it is. You guys say some really fucked up shit, but, uh, I love it. Yeah. It's funny. Cause some people I'll hear them on other podcasts and they go, yeah, our show's really bad. Like we say stuff and I'm like, okay, go listen to our show. Yeah. There's, <laughs> like, there's pretty much nothing that you can say to you guys. That's no. like, yeah. I think I've heard almost everything. I've heard shit on that show that like almost offended me, and I don't get offended. You know, it wasn't like offensive enough that I was obviously going to say anything. It was just one of those things where I'm like, I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. I'm just going to keep listening. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. It's a compliment. It is a compliment. Someone's like, your shit is offensive. You're like, thank you. I tried well, really look, hard. Look at the name. That's what we're going for. Yeah, bold and belligerent. Yeah. All right, Lauren. Well, I definitely want to thank you for being on the show, and I do want to have you back again someday. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll come back on anytime. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. Hey, man. It's, uh, so, yeah, I'm really bad at these outros with people. I need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, thank you for being on the show, and I will have you back again. Awesome. All right, and uh, this has been Episode 081 of the Toe on the Trigger podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. Please be sure to go to toeonthetrigger.com and hit the subscribe button to receive notifications of every new episode on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever podcasts are available. We're also featured on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. I'd love to get to know all of you personally, so please do not hesitate to reach out on social media. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and all other social media by searching for Toe on the Trigger. If you like what you heard on the Toe on the Trigger podcast, then you might like some other podcasts that we are friends with. These include Afterburn 739, The Bad Cop, Bad Cop Show, fifth cast gareth's random ramblings three is comedy the passersby podcast and of course the bold and belligerent podcast the brand x podcast the mike jolet show and the story behind if you're too shy to be social you can shoot us a message by going to toe on the and hitting the take a shot button or you can email us at take a shot at toe on the you can make your voice heard by leaving a voicemail at the toe on the trigger hotline at toe 546 t-o-t-t that's 863-546-8688 Finally, be sure to tell a friend about your favorite podcast. For Lauren of the Bold and Belligerent Podcast, I am Daniel Reppels, and until next time, please be sure to keep your toe off that trigger. Can't have much more fun on a Tuesday night, can you? No, you can't. I mean, fuck, I would probably just be jacking off and watching netflix so <laughs> i can't i don't belong in the podcast world man i can't do the i don't really give a shit about superheroes and all that comic book crap dude we should go into this and because remember we talked about this when we went to dinner about the yeah. <laughs> about kevin smith yeah dude, yeah well, should we should we come back and shit all over kevin smith let's do it <laughs> oh god i might lose some people over this that's okay all right i should probably let you go because i'm i think i'm i have to pee <laughs> and then go to bed and right. cry Crying my loneliness. <laughs> use your tears as lube. There you go. No, I don't use lube. Remember, it's just pointless. Oh, that's right. No, the All the right. that weird sad hand job I got were from these two Asian chicks at the massage parlor. Oh, tiny hands. I yeah, like they that. had I've tiny like... little hands, but they were talking shit, dude. Like they look at each other, like bang nice on my mind, and I'm like, dude, no, bitch. Like you ain't gonna talk about my dick while you're rubbing it. That shouldn't <laughs> happen.
going to talk about my dick. going to be to where I understand it, goddammit. Yeah, you better be like, oh, it's so big. <laughs> right? Play that shit up, even if it ain't. Yeah, even if it's tiny, I don't care. Right? Yeah. 